Welcome back, everyone, to episode eight of the Minot Business Podcast, presented by Bennett Creative Media. I am your host, Ethan Bennett, and once again, Wednesday morning, we have another wonderful guest. Uh, this week's guest is Dustin Miller. Dustin, how's it going? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. As always, we're going to hop right into the podcast, start ripping you with questions. So, Dustin, for people that have no idea who you are, you know, maybe someone just moved to town. They're like, oh, who's Dustin Miller? What do you do? And what would you explain to them of, you know, what's under your umbrella of things Dustin Miller does? Perfect. Um, first things first, thanks for having me out here. Oh, not a problem. Um, the first thing we kind of got into for me is uh, kind of known for IT around the city area. Yeah, so Pro IT is the name of the business that we uh, that I operate. And so anything that includes computers, servers, networking, I usually do a high level to that point. If I go in depth, it gets really ugly. Um after that, I would say if you're in for the entertainment side, if people have heard what I've done, I do the Family Feud show. I do some other games as well, but probably more well known for that in the area that I am for IT. So what I say okay. is I'm a introvert during the day and extrovert at night. So pro IT, those are two totally different fields. You got pro IT where, you know, I assume you're working on computers and servers and all that stuff. Yep. And then you're being an entertainer. How do you blend those two personalities? Have you always been someone that had the two you know, kind of introvert during the day and extrovert at night, like you said? You know, I, I kind of have. Uh, the biggest thing that we used to do or I do kind of in my business is I'm part of the sales side. So okay. I'm out communicating with everybody on a day-to-day okay. -day basis. So, so you're I not actually of, fixing the computers? I do. I okay. do that too, but on a very small scale, whereas I'm going to go and sell um, the solution okay. to what the clients need. So Pro IT, did you originally start with that was your first foot in the door pretty much, Hey, I'm going to start my own business or did you start somewhere else or how did pro it get started? Perfect. Um, so what it is, is we all used to work. So there was a handful of us that worked for a different company and we kind of split off from that company because of a long story short, a bad transition. Okay. So three of us started pro it. So it was me, my, it was myself. And then I have two partners on Wilson, Steve Powell and Steve Kemp. Okay. Where we started pro it and then kind of got that rolling mm -hmm. after all that. So when you were deciding to start the business, was there anything where you're like, should I start it? Should I not start it? Did you have a bunch of different options you were weighing on going through? Or did you know right away, hey, I want to start this? No, business? I think we knew right away. Obviously, it's it's a huge risk, right? So if yeah. you got something, you've got a paycheck, steady paycheck coming in, all of a sudden, we're going to start a business. We're going to do it. And we're yep. going to take. So when we started, it was three, three of us owners and five employees. So we're literally starting this with eight people day one. So you're not um, even starting from ground zero. It you're was, like, hey, we have a full team. Already. Yeah. So the company we used to work for didn't want to do IT. So we split it off saying you can have with the clients, you can have the existing contract. So we had a business stuff okay. in place already, but it was still, are they going to come with us? Are they going to go somewhere yeah. else? Is what kind of risk going to take? So again, we had a good um, relationship with our clients. So it okay. was a pretty smooth transition, knock on wood. So but, did you... Did you siphon some of those clients from your old job that did those clients that you had at the old place want to do IT, but they didn't want to provide it? So then you kind of said, okay, we'll do IT with these clients. Right. So the clients that we had with that old prior company, mm -hmm. like that company wasn't doing IT anymore. Yeah. So they were just, so their choice was have an in-house person okay. go through a different third party like us or go through us. Okay, cool. That and makes since sense. we have the history with them, they're like, well, we're going to. Like nothing changed. Yeah. Like they didn't see anything. So it's pretty much like, hey, we're staying with these guys or we got to find someone new. Right. And you got to start all over. Okay. So trying to find a new provider isn't always the easiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. 
Was there a weird transition period where like, how did you ease that transition for the clients or was it pretty simple? On that? It was a pretty seamless transition. So we started because, you know, we didn't have a building, we didn't have a location. So mm-hmm. obviously with the IT side of things, we, we can do our business from pretty much anywhere. And, you know, we I can do 90% that. of our work remote. So we had an office in Minot, a very small office. There's three of us in Minot and there's five in Williston. Okay. The guys in Williston worked on a job site. So if we had a client, they had an open desk, we'd have a person sitting there at all these locations. Really? So okay. we try to keep as little overhead as possible. So did it ever move into a business with more overhead where you guys had a bigger office or have yes. you kept it pretty streamlined? No. What was the, the process like transitioning? It, it, to was a, it was a process. So I would say in the first, we had an office at a very small rent. Our overhead was tiny. Okay. But if you would have saw it, you would have laughed. But it was fine. We didn't bring anybody to us. We went and gave all, provide all the services at their site. Okay. So if I'm pitching a sale, I'm going to their location to do it. Okay. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so the process, I want to pivot now to a little bit more of the marketing side and getting things going there. I understand you have a van with the the sticker on the side, right? Yeah. The wrap. Uh, do you still have that? We do. Okay. Yeah. And what was the process like for deciding, hey, I want to get this van with a pro IT wrap yeah. on the side? Because that's the first place I ever saw and heard of pro IT was that thing ripping around town. Right. So what was the process like for deciding to get that? So that van, actually a partner of mine, he bought it and he bought it for a snow machine. So back okay. in the day, Williston didn't have any snow. Mm-hmm. He bought this thing, bought a snow machine so he could put snow on a little hill so his kids could go sledding. Well, oh, really? he bought it, got the snow machine, we got snow. So he never even got to use the <laughs> thing. Um, so then they had this thing sitting there and it was just a white pile of just, you know, yep. European van right there. Yep. and. So we kind of pulled the trigger. I was like, hey, we need to, because everybody loves it. It's a cool looking machine. Mm-hmm. So we put some ATV tires on it and we've decided, you know, for marketing, because we were still a small company and mm-hmm. invest money into a, a big wrap, it costs a lot of money. So how will it do for traction? Well, we found out real quick, you go wherever you're at and that thing. It's like a moving billboard. It's like a go-kart. Like yeah. that thing doesn't go fast at all, but everybody grabs their phones and everybody's taking pictures of it. So again, that was a great marketing, you know, plan yeah. that we did for that. And everybody found out like, Hey, what's well, pro IT check it mm-hmm. out. Our website's on there and all that kind of stuff. So would you say that was your biggest piece, your piece of marketing material, or what were some other avenues you guys took to start gaining more clients in the beginning and some different strategies you used? Yeah. To so marketing is a really hard thing too. And everybody knows that there's no mm-hmm. easy, like we did this and it solved everybody's problems. That wasn't it at all. So we started slow, and obviously, word of mouth is how you want it to spread the most, because that's when most people are going to come and find your business. Because if you know somebody yeah. say, hey, they're really good, go through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we did a little bit of Facebook stuff, but, you know, to go full fledged thousands of dollars of marketing, we really didn't do much. It was mm-hmm. the key people. So as us owners, we're going around we're the salespeople. So we're going around, we go to events and stuff like that, talk to people. You know, I've lived here my whole life, so I know quite a few people. So it's just a matter of just kind of going around that and you get a little stuff here and there that comes trickling in. So would you say that a majority of the work you get from word of mouth? Yes. And how important is it to, because this for the video business all the time, if you don't do a good job, you know, you're not going to get referrals. Right. How important is it to uh, work with a client, do a good job for this client to, in the end, bring you back to another client? 
Right. So that's exactly it is you have to do the best job you can at, at, at a good rate. Right. So if I'm going to go out and if I, if I do a bad job, I want to make sure I come back and fix it because I mm-hmm. want to continue them as a client. I want them to tell their friends cause they have business friends as well. Yeah. And they're going to pass it along to them to therefore, you know, you always want to do the best you can and be fair with them at all times. That's what's weird about getting into business. Now I've been doing it for about three and a half years and you don't realize that business people are friends with business people. Right. So it's kind of this weird circle, this weird network, how everybody knows each other. And, you know, we've talked about this on multiple podcasts before. If you burn one bridge, you never there, know. There's more to come. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about some obstacles now. Okay. Uh, were there any obstacles that you had to overcome when in the beginning of the business or in the business as a whole? You know, the things you don't know are the obstacles that you that you come across. You're like, okay. holy smokes. Now, how do we handle this? You know, obviously, a big part is money. All of a sudden, you got big projects. You got to throw big money at it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's that or you're collecting the, of the money. We, we've been, you know, fortunate for the most part. We haven't had any terribly huge obstacles like that. Yeah. Or even, you know, obviously, in my business, uh, a network crashes, a, computer, a server crashes. And this relies on someone's business and how they make money. We had a client where... Um, they had two hard drives crash on a server within a three hour period. So because of how our rate array works, it's, mm-hmm. you know, anyways, it, it was, they were down for 24 hours. So two years prior, I had a conversation with this client saying, you know, how long can you be down so we can plan this accordingly? How long can you be down before it really costs you money? Yeah. And they're like three days. We can, we can three days. We can have the people can still be doing things as, a lot of stuff was even cloud back then. But so did you think to yourself three days is too long? <clears throat> oh, way too you? long. But if it's fine with him, yeah, I, it's I'm, fine it's, I'm, I'm suffice. So he was down for a total of 24 hours and he was losing his sugar everywhere. He's really? like, I can't. This has cost me. I was like, we had this discussion. We're working. Like, we're yeah. going to get it. And we got it going. But we gained another client for that very reason. He was a client with us. Mm-hmm. They moved to a services in Denver. And after two years later, he's like, you know what? You guys are really came good. Back. He, he came back, but during that transition, his server died and he didn't have email for two weeks and Ooh. it's a big oil company. So it was to him. And I was like, and I told him, I was like, ah, the, the worst thing that I had was they were down for 25, 24 hours. He's like, okay, now you're just bragging. I was like, no, yeah. no, I want to get you up and going. And yeah. they weren't even a client with us yet, but we're going to go out above and beyond to okay. try to, you know, earn their, you know, respect. And that's funny that he's like, three days will be fine. And then by yeah. hour eight, he's yeah, probably once like it happens, his hair up. Like there's a lot of stuff we do and a lot of people don't realize, you know, let's just say a backup or disaster recovery, business continuity. Mm. You know, what do I do if this happens? What happens if you have a, you know, you're at a wedding and all of a sudden when your camera dies. Okay. Okay. I need, yeah. I need to have a backup plan just in case that doesn't go. Mm. Right. Um, so a lot of people don't, they're like, ah, it's fine. You know, and it, so do, yeah, do a lot of businesses have backup plans like that they, for their, they their, do somewhat, you know, okay. they just have a backup, right? So let's just say you back up the data. Well, you still have to reinstall everything, which takes time. So, or if you have a ton of, you know, if you have terabytes of information on the cloud, mm-hmm. it doesn't just download and, you know, it no. takes hours. And then once you download, you still have to restore it and throw it on the image and stuff like that to get it back yeah. into their environment. Um, long story short, until someone has a disaster, it's not that important when they they've had a disaster. They, it, yeah. they said, I want it all. Like a big thing now is people getting hacked, right? So if your email suppose, accounts yeah. getting hacked, 
someone jumps into your emails, writing emails to someone else. I mean, I can go through a lot of horror stories yeah. and they're, they're good and they're also bad. You know, I, I don't like to do scare tactics with people, but I want them to know real life scenarios, what's I, happening. I suppose that works for the sales process for you then. You it, say, hey, like, I know you don't think you need this, but we right, just had but, a client last week. Right. That uh, here's what happens. You, know, you, you could have wired a half a million dollars and yeah. your accountant wires it and the bank approves it, you know. And that's what's, uh, so obviously I store a lot of video footage. I have a, I don't even know what it's called, a Synology yep. disk station. Yep, and and Yeah, and that's like 100 terabytes. And it's like, okay, I have that connected. And if like one of them fails, they'll send me a new one or something like that. But it's like, maybe me and you need to have a conversation <laughs> about what I can do about that, uh, about that NAS. But yeah. uh, pivoting a little bit now into pro IT going into being an entertainer. Yep. So you started the first business. And, you know, you had these partners, I assume, with uh, Encore Events. Do you have any partners in Encore Events? No, nope, it's just me. So going from having partners to doing it on your own, how was that transition? Was it better? Was it worse? What did you like about it? What did you hate about it? Um, I think it's easy because, obviously, I started small. Um, kind of how I got my start in that is every year I do the Christmas party for Pro-IT. You know, yep. I'm the, kind of in charge of entertainment. I like to have fun. I like to do games. Like, keep people involved. Yeah. Um, when I was in town driving around, Ryan Chevrolet had a uh, Family Feud sale. And I was like, I wonder if they play Family Feud against each other, like each yeah. other, the dealerships. They didn't. It yeah. was just a sale that they had going on because it's a popular, you know, game show at the time. I was like, oh, I bet I could do that. I'm going to make a Family Feud set for um, my Christmas party. So then I'm kind of going out. And Did going you pitch the that idea to them? No, no, not okay. to them at all. But I was like, you know, internally, I'm going to use it yeah. for my own company. I was like, oh, I'm going to make questions. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. So then I kind of scoured the internet and figured out different ideas, how to make my set. Well, you know, I, I built it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit up some of my clients, see if, you know, see if they want to do it for their Christmas party, yeah. not knowing if this thing is going to work or not. And mm-hmm. then my, even my wife is like, what if, what if it sucks? I was like, Holy cow. <laughs> I hope <laughs> you're not. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, well, from lay there, lead with your good your yeah, front foot forward or right. whatever. The from there, it is. just kind of blew up, but it was good. You know, I had like five, six parties in the first month, and after that, it just kind of. So was it uh, was it kind of easy sailing right from the beginning? You know, it it, it wasn't as nervous, you know, because yeah. you're going into something you don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know mm-hmm. how many people you can handle. Can everybody hear it? Can everybody see it? You know, and, you know, is it a game where everybody's going to like, is there people in the crowd that are, because when you're in the entertainment side, your focus is to get everybody involved. If you're a DJ yeah. at a wedding, your focus is I want everybody dancing. Whoever's not dancing. good music. Yeah, that's exactly it. So you want to get as much people involved. Well, fortunately enough, the, the feud, whether you're watching or playing, it's super fun. So you got everybody involved from ages, you know, 18 to okay. 70. So what uh, does the process look like for, or what did it look like for starting that, the the research and the figuring out how to build the set, all that? How long did that take? You know, it probably took a couple months to okay. kind of get everything planned out. You know, how do I do tables? First, I bought a trailer. I just okay. bought a trailer and then I measured the t- trailer from there. I had to measure how I'm going to make everything. Well, while I was making my first set and I still, the tables, they're big, they're huge. They're awesome. Are you like, so are you building these sets? I built them. Yeah. Okay. So I built the, all the sets, but so like contractor Dustin's in there yeah, with the well, hammer nails. It, yeah. It was my, my dad helped me quite a okay. bit too, but I built this first set and I was an inch and a half too long in my trailer. After I, okay. I made some mods, I was like, okay, that's not going to work. Okay. Now we're going to do this. Well, yep. I had to get a different trailer. So then it worked, but yeah. still. Okay. So everything fit in there. Yeah. Um. So when you were going into these shows and these events, did you kind of have to pitch it to these clients? 
uh, that like, hey, here's the thing? Or were they kind of on board from the beginning so once you presented? When I just do? pitched, you know, it was like probably my main clients. So they yep. know my personality and they're like, you know what? Okay. That sounds like fun. I know you're a fun guy mm-hmm. and you've got a good, you know, let's try it. Yeah, let's do it. Well, from those, everybody's the social media is a big, yep. a big marketing uh, tool for me. Whereas everybody's on Snapchat, everybody's on Facebook. Instagram, all that kind of stuff where they're going to share that information. So literally from there, that was the word of mouth just kind of going. So the, I assume these games, you have to write for them. You have to write for the family. You have to, I have to come up with all the questions. Correct. How is that stressful doing that? Um, You know, so I scour the internet and make sure I find topics that are funny and some answers that would be good. You know, some are, some work, some don't, but I've done so many shows where someone will say an answer and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm changing. I'm, I'm okay. adding one. I'm changing. I'm ta- yeah. Or if there's one that no one gets, I take it out. Okay. You know, so is it, are a lot of them like repeat shows or is it a new show for every single client? Um, Cause I suppose you can reuse a few. Well, that's exactly it. So I don't want, so if I'm going to, I'm going to your business and yeah. I've been to your business before I've got everything written out. So if I'm doing your business again the next year, you're getting a whole different set of questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I've never done a business, I start with my whammy ones. Like you're going to get okay. it and you're going to love it because I'm going to get you hook, line, and sinker. I'm going to get you right back into it. So you want to do more shows. I've had many shows where people like just put me down for next year. You're mm-hmm. one of the most part, fun parties we've so had. So they do it once and then they're like, sign me up That's for it. Next year. Yeah. So I've done, you know, my probably longest going show, I've done eight shows for a, a group. Really? Yeah. So it, but it's because I, I do all kinds of games, but otherwise, like for the feud, I've done the feud every time. So I got, but I have over 700 questions. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is it, so you have the family feud part of it. Are there other games that you do? Is it like a full entertainment company or is it specifically the family feud? No, I got other games too. So that's a big one. Name that tune is a fun one. And that's usually like an add on, right? So afterwards Mm -hmm. I do the feud and that's hour and a half, two hours. We can do a name that tune for another hour, hour and a half as well. So it really gets the people into it. Everybody loves it. They usually have some cocktails. So it's just everybody singing. It's super awesome. How have you felt? So the two different businesses that you run pro it, you're working mainly kind of with clients and businesses and the, entertainment side of things you're kind of working with the public not really because you're still working with these businesses that are actually paying you money but you're in front of a different audience right how is it working on two ends of the spectrum show really showing you know the public these things entertaining the public versus you know working strictly with a group of people at provide you you know on the commercial side it's nice you're still working with the public people right so they've worked in the commercial side um but it's a whole different realm whereas you're a very general so when someone has a problem with ITs, they're mad. They're calling me because yep. their computer doesn't work. You know, that's a problem. They're always upset when you're done. You feel like a superhero because you just fixed it. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's But not many happy calls coming right. down the pro So IT now pipeline. it's polar opposites on the entertainment side. I'm literally there having fun with people for yep. three hours in the evening. So regardless, you know, it's a whole different spectrum of the business side where this is, if they're down, they're mad. If it's yep. up. It's fine. Like you don't, you don't, like if a person's computer is working, they don't call me and say, Hey, I want to thank you yeah. for uh, your hey, services. Just to it's call yeah. and let you know things are going great. Well, on the here. other side, it's like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. This is fun. You know, people get upset when their answers aren't up there, you yeah. know, but. So yeah. do you have, do you have a team for Encore events or is it mainly just you? So obviously pro IT, you have a team, but Encore right. events, what does the team look like around that? So it's me for doing shows. And I, and I have another buddy of mine, Chris Benno has been doing some shows okay. in the past too, where if I have overflow, he's open and he's done probably a half a dozen shows for me as well. Okay. Cool. But I always have to have a helper. So yeah. I've got about 15 different people I choose from 
depending on who's available. If I got something during the day, if I got something okay. on the weekend, a weeknight. So someone who can travel with me. And I've been kind of traveling all over North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and into Montana as well. That's pretty sweet. So yeah. is your what's your North Star with with uh, Encore events then? Are you wanting to go full-time into that? Or do you kind of like the yin and yang? Of I, I like, well, so the Encore is obviously a nights and weekends thing. Mm-hmm. You know, in the summertime, we, I slow it down because lake season and people don't leave. People like to go out on the weekends. Yeah. They don't really oh, like to sure. sit inside, whereas the wintertime. I'd work every single weekend, okay. you know, four nights a week. That's fine. I would do a Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday if I could. Um, <clears throat> whereas the IT side during the day, I'm doing a lot of stuff. So my home office, we have an office in town, but I work out of my office at my house. So yep. I'm constantly working with people. It's nice to get out. I can talk to people and do a lot of stuff remote as well. So it's going to be, that's, I like it. So I can sit there and build up and then I've got different ideas streaming here, fixing some problems here, doing some quotes or anything like that. So splitting up of the two businesses, how has that been internally? Do you have any strategies or ways that you know, like, Hey, okay, this is my pro IT time. Okay. Now I'm on encore events time Yeah, because there's only so many hours in a day. Well, that's exactly it. So pro IT is during the day okay, and then my evening. So if I'm, you know, after dinner or whatever, and the weather's bad, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit on the computer at nighttime or else when everybody goes to bed, I'm usually okay. up late a couple hours prepping for a show and making sure I have everything loaded up. Cause during the day it, it's busy doing the IT side, consulting yeah. with clients and stuff like that. And that's kind of the stuff that you can't really do. You can't, you can't, you can't just, do past 5 PM. Cause people go home. You do, like, but that's when I'm doing quotes and stuff too. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, the, the thing was when people start businesses that they don't think realize how many hours you're going to put in to that business. Yeah. When I, when we first opened pro it, I was working, you know, it's an eight to five job, mm-hmm. but you know, since there's only five of us, I was doing the accounting. I was doing, you know, the sales, I was doing the That's payroll right. and you're going from, and I was literally working until one to 2 AM four nights a week. Yeah. And that's what I was going to transition into is for these people that are starting businesses, or maybe they just started one, they're wondering how it goes. Talk to me about the actual grind that you have to go through. And I don't love using that word because you see it online so many times like, Oh, the entrepreneurial grind, but talk to me about the actual effort that it takes. Yeah. So there's, you know, a lot of people when they're working for someone, they're thinking, Oh, I can do this. And, and I can, I see what kind of money they're making. Yep. You know, with pro it, we have 36 employees. If I, mm-hmm. if I'm charging an hour late for 36, like, you know, it's yeah, it looks good on paper, Yeah, but that just means we have 36 times the cost than a person that's got like one, two people. Correct. And the, what you have to put into it, you got your marketing, you got your sales, you've got, you know, if the person to have that, that faucet of, I can do all that. That's great. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hope it works out. And I want everybody to succeed. You know, my competitors, I know every single one of my competitors and I like them. I'm going to yeah. go and talk to them and if I go into a client site and they're like, Hey, we use these guys. Like they're great guys. Like they're awesome. They know what they're doing. And you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm not going to try to steal someone, you know, it's like, unless someone says, Hey, I want to change, you know, what do you do? Mm -hmm. I give my sale pitch. So, but again, if you're starting a business, you're in charge. If you're by yourself, you're in charge of your sales, you're in charge of your marketing, you're doing the work, you're doing the accounting you're doing. I mean, there's, there's a lot involved and And it's almost somewhat overwhelming. Oh man. Cause then you realize the tax time comes you're like, Oh yep. man, I have to, oh, and your, your hours, you're spending extra hours into something. And, and, and I hope it pans out and if people have that drive, you know, they'll get there. And I think it's worth it. That's one thing to touch on is it's worth it to do it. And a lot of people, the only reason they fail is because they stop short. You know what I mean? Right. They stop before they actually get to, I always say nothing will ever fail if you don't stop doing it. Right. It might take you 10 years to get there. Encore events might've taken 
10 years to actually start working it right didn't for you which is great <laughs> but you know if you would have stopped after year three you would never known because right go and that's so that's one business uh piece of advice i pitch is that like hey just keep doing it right you know and it's you know when i did it and you get a lot of doubters right so mm-hmm. you're gonna have the people saying that's not gonna work out that's not gonna last long and you know a lot of people's like so i, I did it and it was taken off on the on the entertainment side and people are like what do you do and i'm like uh, well, I, I do IT and I'm a game show host. Yeah. And people are like, you're a game show host? Like, what's that? So and there's always the naysayers. That's what I was going to ask you about. Did you get a lot of feedback like, hey, this is a stupid idea? Or, hey, look at this guy doing this, this, and this. It was a laughable thing. Like, yeah. you're you're doing a game show. And I was like, yeah, no, it's going to be a good time. It's fun. It's super yeah. fun. Then once people have heard about it. So, you know, I was telling you earlier, I uh, I was out golfing with a guy. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, what do you do? I was like, well, I, I do IT work and I'm, I'm a I'm a game show host. I do the feud. And he's like, oh, you're that guy. Yeah. So th- the good part is, is the word of mouth is going yeah. around and people are knowing what it is. And once you see it, it's awesome. It's a, it's a good time. So I had another question while you were talking about, you have 36 people on your team. How did you go about growing the team from the original three business partners and five employees yep. to the now team of 36? Yeah. So it was a slow but steady growth. So we, uh, you know, obviously the big thing is, is making sure you, you got the income to come in yep. that, you know, grow everybody accordingly. So we are kind of spread out. So we're in Minot, Williston. I have a guy in Canada. I have two people in Texas. I have okay. one in Virginia. We get some in Bismarck. So really? we get everywhere spread out because in the IT world, you can really do your Anything work from anywhere, from everywhere, as long as you got people on the floor doing things. But having the right management and people in place helps form that. Okay. So mold. sorry, you got my mind twirling there now that you told me all these locations. Um, hiring people. It's, it's almost like you don't want to put the cart before the horse, right? Right. So how did you go about, do you have to, obviously you have to make sure the money's there to hire, right. but what is the vetting process of deciding, okay, do I want to bring this person on? So when we go through and we, we go through multiple areas to kind of get someone out there to try to find a job. If okay. we know someone by word of mouth, or if we know somebody, we're going to have that discussion. And we usually have a couple interviews with the person. Cause I want to make okay. sure that person fits the mold with what we have. So a big saying that we have when we started were texts that you can talk to. So we can have conversations because okay. everybody has that IT person. They, they're really good. They know what the floorboard color colors are like, but I want to make sure they can have a conversation with the client because communication is a huge thing with, you know, yeah. our business. So if I do a job and my guy doesn't talk to you, it's like, is it fixed? Is yeah. it not fixed? Is it working? He walks in, fixes it, it walks out. If not, I'm going to get a phone call. Right. That's exactly yeah. it. So I want to make sure this person has a little bit of a personality to come in and understand what's going on and know how to fix the issue. Cause in our environment, there's a vast amount of things that we can, that we work on. So I want to bounce to the back to uh, the event side of things. There's a, this big comment. Well, I don't know if it's common misconception, but people that put themselves out there, on the internet, on the interweb, you're obviously subject to people leaving comments, all these different types of things. How did you, did, did you have to battle with putting yourself out there with this new idea at all? Um, you know, so there's, or did you kind of know from the beginning, Hey, I know what I'm about. I'm just going to do it. You know, it was a, just a, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to okay. do what it is, you know, cause there's people in around the country that do the same thing. Yep. And I've seen some of the YouTube stuff and, um, yeah, so there, there's a lot of room for improvement. So, yeah. You know, I want to form this into what I can, what I think is going to be good. And it's been, you know, successful so far, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not for everybody. Right. So a lot of people yeah. are going to be like, well, he doesn't know he, you know, and 
you see that stuff, right? You're going to see negative stuff or someone makes a comment because their their team didn't win or mm-hmm. this answer should have been on there. That family feud talks. Oh, I, I've had so many interesting, I could go on for hours on like the shows, the good and the bad. Okay. But there's some funny stuff too. And you're like, yeah, that is yeah. what it is. You know, and to me, I, I don't worry about the little things, you know, the good stuff's going to, mm-hmm. you know, rise higher than the little stuff. So that's a perfect uh, soundbite there. Uh, only a couple more questions for you here. What would be, so you've started two companies. What would your, be your best piece of advice for getting a company off the ground? The biggest thing is for if someone who's starting one tomorrow. Yeah. Just so they know you're going to be putting in a ton of hours. So if they're a person, they get, they want it. Like you said, the grind, you're going to have to make sure you're gonna have to put in the grind. Cause if you want it to be successful, you got to put in everything you got into that to make it work. But again, supporting local, like mm-hmm. local is where it's at. You want to make sure you have a good repertoire with, everybody to make sure you can, you know, it's going to work, you know, make sure there's a market for it and make sure, you know, there's, I know a lot of people, they have hobbies, right? And they're like, I want to do this for my full-time job. And, you know, I'm going to sit back and be like, I, you know, I want it to work for you, but you got to make sure there's a market. And if you can make that market, you know, because if no one's going to pay you to do it, well, that's exactly it. You know, it might be a great idea. It might be easy. You know, if it's easy, everybody's going to do it. Right. So you want to do something that's unique and something that you can do really well. You, you're going to want to enjoy it a little bit, you know. And that's why I would say there's this funny thing. I always say my dad's the best inventor that's never invented anything. <laughs> we'll always be talking and then he'll say, oh, my gosh, how good of an idea would this be? We should start a company around this. And I was like, do it. He's like, nah. <laughs> so it's always like he's always got these great ideas and well he thinks they're great ideas some of them are good some of them are just horrible but right. you know it's actually getting going i think would you agree that it's kind of just you know it's, start somewhere yeah it is it's hard to get that initial push so a lot of people have in and myself included i have other ideas of other businesses i want to do as well yep but trying to push myself to get there where knowing you're like you know, there's a lot of hurdles knowing the business mm-hmm. stuff I've done now. It's like, you know, to get to that spot, it's like you look at it and you're like, I don't I don't have the time. You know what you're getting. Well, that's exactly now. it. You're like, it could work, mm-hmm. but to risk. But again, if you look at a lot of business people around, they have like I was at a convention and one of the co-founders of Netflix was up speaking. And I was like, oh, this is great. Well, this guy showed a, a, a slide of 100 other business. You guys recognize these? No. These are my fails. Like a lot of, they have a lot of failures to have, you know, that one and probably afterwards too. Right. So it was, you know, him and some partners and they did the whole Netflix and they gave the whole, it was, if you guys look at, if you have time, look up how it got started in the process. It was an awesome little uh, speech he gave. But again, a lot of these guys have a lot of failed businesses. You look at people like, ah, they're successful. How many unsuccessful stuff did they have? And that's, I, I always saw this graphic of Abe Lincoln how we went through all this stuff and failed and failed and lost this election. And then it was like 20 things. And at the very end is like became the president of the United States. Right. Um, and you know, that kind of rings true, but yeah, it is kind of funny that when you're starting a business, when you're young and you don't really know what it takes, you're kind of naive and you're like, Oh, this is going to be great. And then you get in, you're working a hundred hours a week. And it's right. like, Oh my gosh. Right. So yeah, that, that might deter it a little bit from starting a second, third, fourth, fifth business. A uh, couple more questions here for you. How do you celebrate your wins? business wins and how do you kind of battle through those losses? You know, the wins are great. You know, we, uh, you, you build upon them, right? So you're like, what did I do right? And what did I do wrong? So you want to focus on what you did, right? So make sure you're going about like, okay, I, I did this this way. Mm-hmm. How do I continue to do this to get that win? Whether it's on the IT side or the entertainment side, like what did I do right? And then as the wrong for the losses, it's like, 
how do we fix ourselves so we don't come across that? You know, there's situations where in the technology world, technology fails. You can buy a brand new vehicle and it's going to break down a month later. So I tell my clients, I can sell you an expensive system, but mm-hmm. it's not perfect. Like I want it to be. Something might happen. Yeah, that's exactly it. So you you obviously learn. So in the IT world, I used to work for a couple companies ago. I used to travel out in New York City and do a bunch of work out in New York City. So okay. I'd go travel around to all these companies, ride the subway, walk the streets, and kind of understand everything. So I was baptized by fire. So I learned a ton by screwing up. Just throwing yourself in because, there. Because, well, the problem is, is you're in a panic and you're like, okay, you're really reading, you're doing it. If you're yeah. going to watch someone do it, you're not learning. Like, you have to do mm-hmm. it yourself to make sure you learn from those mistakes. Last question I got for you. What is your North Star? I know you mentioned a couple more business ideas you have, but where do you see yourself, you know, down the road? Are you starting more businesses? Are you focusing on one more than the other? What what does the future look like for Dustin Miller? You know, um, I've got some friends, too. We're kind of in the same boat. We're always like, what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. You know, we always kind of throw ideas out. You know, we're, you know, a weave. Um, that's a hard question. I mean... And I was going to say, don't spill if you have any uh, great ideas. No, there's, that you're, it, it, you're holding I, on I've to. got nothing yet for great ideas, but you know, there's a bunch of ideas in my head. Yeah. And I love the business side, but again, I really do love the entertainment side. If I could go drive around five mm-hmm. days a week and just go do shows, yeah, it, it would be the greatest thing ever. But it gets old too. Like, yeah. When I'm in my van, it, it, you know, he'd get to places. I'm not young anymore, so yeah. it's like oh, <laughs> lifting and doing things. It's not the but. Uh, I like the business side of things. Would you want to get to a bigger team, almost like a full team around the Encore event side of things? It would be awesome. If I could have a team come up and set up, so I just have to come and show up, yeah. do the show, talk to people afterwards, because networking's huge. So usually yeah. after the show, I sit around. Well, unfortunately, my helper I have mm-hmm. um, has, to to, has to start tearing down, <laughs> yeah. tearing down, putting stuff away and stuff like that. So I like to network big time afterwards. Well, that's that's all the questions I got for you. Thanks for coming on, Dustin. Where can people find you and where can they find, you know, your businesses on the yeah. web? So on Facebook as well or the website where ProITNerds.com or ProITND is uh, our website also or Encore Events. So it's EncoreND.com on our website and we're also on Facebook so they can reach out to me through there. Sweet. We will put that information down in the description so you guys can check both of those out. Dustin, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Easton. Appreciate it. If you guys like this, please like, comment, subscribe, leave us a rating or a view on whatever you're listening to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, any of those. Appreciate you watching. We will see you guys next week for episode nine of the Mono Business Podcast. Thank you.